0: The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found.
1: And always at eppodcast.com And welcome down to the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti, bellying up to the 9-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. We've got 30 minutes of good for Evergreen Park up ahead and it is a packed show first off a good friend of ours who makes really good beer is bringing us what might be the biggest beer on the south side this summer we have mayor elect kelly burke on the program first time speaking with us since she won the election we're gonna find out what's going on behind the scenes with the transition and what she might be doing in her first days in office sometime in the middle of may And I had a group of employees reach out to me recently to tell me that an Evergreen Park business that you might know, that you might have heard of, is actually turning 16, sweet 16. And the owner has a heck of a story as to how they started. And when you hear about how they started and how they've ended up so far, you'll be amazed. So she's down here for her interview sitting at the end of the bar. And it's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. I'm going to go off script here and just tell you a personal story between me and the First National Bank of Evergreen Park over at 95th and Pulaski. The Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network has several different shows. Southside Pod, covering everything outside of Evergreen Park on the Southside. It's funny. We took a road trip to Blue Island this past weekend. You're going to hear that new show coming out on Thursday. We also have Socks in the Basement, the number one White Sox podcast in all the land. Finally got to see a White Sox no-hitter. Carlos Rodon throwing one last week. That's a fun one to check out online everywhere. Podcasts can be found and always at socksinthebasement.com. And then, of course, the EP podcast, and several others, I think we're up to like eight podcasts right now on the network, but the network bank account was at a big conglomerate bank and I got frustrated. Honest to goodness, every time I had an issue, I had to tweet them, not call them. Getting into the branch was impossible. I had to tweet them. So their Twitter bot would tell me what number the call, then I would wait on hold for like 45 minutes and get frustrated. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, why am I with this other bank? I'm just being lazy and I switch over to our proud sponsors, the first national bank of Evergreen Park, painless. And not only was it painless, it was friendly. It was like going back in time to an age when you would walk into a bank and they were happy to see you. I get the whole thing set up and then disaster. Of course, something doesn't go right. I'm unable to log on to my online banking when I first try it out the next day. And I'm like, well, this is going to be a complete mess. So I shoot off an email to my bank rep over there. He gets back to me in less than three minutes. He tells me he's taking care of it right now from home, even though it's his day off. I'm not getting that from the big banks. I'm getting that from the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. I'm hooked, and they've got me for life. Learn more about their difference and make an appointment with a local banker right now. Find out what they can do for you at bankevergreenpark.com slash for you member FDIC equal housing lender joining me on the phone line right now. She is the brand new mayor. Well, not exactly yet. She's got to wait till like mid May, but she's just been elected mayor of Evergreen Park, the first female mayor of the village. Kelly Burke on the line with us. Hello, Kelly. How are you? Great, Chris. Thanks for having me. How excited are you? I'm very excited. I'm thrilled. You sit there and you think to yourself, yeah, I want to do this. I want to be mayor. And then you get into the campaign. You don't know anybody's if anybody's going to run against you at first. Then all of a sudden you're in a race, and then you get a resounding. You know, I mean, it was over eighty five percent of the vote, and you must feel really good right now going into this.
2: I do. I, you know, we we ran uh, our, our team ran a really strong campaign, and um, it, and and it, it feels great. And you know, you you put so much energy into the campaign. You know, sometimes you. You, you, you got your head down, you got your nose to the grindstone, and then when you finally come up for air, um, it you know you look around and say, wow, we really did that. So it, it, it's very exciting.
1: Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to pop in at the end of your gathering on election night, and I got to catch some words from outgoing Mayor James Sexton, and it sounded to me like he basically like that night was like, here's your new mayor. Uh, it, how how much are you guys <laughs> going to be working with each other over the next month or so here until this actually becomes official and you slide into the mayor's chair, like what's that going to be like?
2: Oh, there's going to be a lot of, um, meetings, you know, to help with the transition. We've already had one, we've got another one next week. Um, and you know, not only with the mayor, but with Kathy Aparo, with our department heads, um, you know, so there'll be, they'll be helping me with the transition for the next five weeks.
1: Is it like something where they have to hand you a bunch of keys?
2: They literally did give me keys. <laughs> I, I, they li- I literally did pick up the keys to city hall uh, on a, we heart EP keychain.
1: You got the evergreen park missile codes. Is that what you're telling me now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope not. I hope that nobody told me that was part of the job.
1: You're going to get in there. Now you're, you're at the tail end of what is still a pandemic. You You've kind of watched everything that's happened. You've been a village trustee during this time. Um, what, what are you feeling about this summer? Uh, uh, how, how do you feel like this is going to go here for Evergreen park? I'm starting to see a few spotty suburbs starting to talk about the fact they might have a festival in the, in the fall Mm -hmm. or maybe something in the late summer. Um, take us through this and what your mindset is right now, just just before you start taking over.
2: Well, we're, we're keeping a careful eye on the numbers, um, and, um, the rate of infections, rate of vaccinations. Um, you know, I know the, 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 The vaccinations have been opened up to a wider group of people. Um, That that is great. And just, you know, seeing uh, as the rate of vaccinations goes up, you would hope that the rate of infections goes down. So we're really keeping... Um, a strong eye on that I don't want to make any predictions because we're still in early stages but um, it's definitely something we are keeping our eye on
1: and some of the good news is the fact that you know the the mortality rate is dropping substantially because of the amount of elderly and those that were actually had you know comorbidities that, that, that they're vaccinated now so it almost becomes like you know even if you see you know, there are people still being infected. It's a different disease for different age groups. So that has to make you feel positive as well.
2: Oh, yeah. And um, but, you know, people still are getting sick and, um, you know, some people getting, uh, you know, having to be hospitalized and serious. But that seems to be lessening. Um, and people do seem just anecdotally, you know, you may you may have seen this around town as you you know, you've done your podcast or been at the Sox game or whatever. People seem much more willing to go out and be in public and be with groups of people. Um, so that's heartening too. But we, you know, it's something we got to keep
1: our eye on. You know, a lot of times when somebody like, let's say, wins the presidency, everybody asks what they're going to do in their first hundred days. Do you sit down and actually <laughs> map out like two, three things that you definitely want to just jump right in at when you get into office? Or is this a wait and see type thing?
2: I think it's it's a wait and see, you know, we, we've had one transition meeting. Um, so as we, Go through. You know, there are things that have to be done um, on a routine basis, um, you know, a, 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 that the village has to do. So the things that we have to do are things that are going to come first. Um, and then, you know, we'll work on some of the ideas uh, that we talked about in the campaign. We'll continue our efforts at economic development. Obviously, that's job number one. But, um, you know, as I talked about in the campaign, um, I have a big interest and you know, a lot of residents do, too, about um, some environmental initiatives, uh, you know, working through uh, some of our summer programs and seeing what we can do and trying to shape those um, in a way that's you know, COVID friendly, um, but also, you know, maybe uh, some loosening of how things were last year and some more programming, but um, those will be a work in progress too.
1: So one of the things that popped into my mind the other day, driving around the car, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you have the answer to this, but I thought it was kind of funny as I was thinking about it. I drove by a, a sign at a park and underneath it, it said, Mayor James Sexton. And I kept thinking to myself, like, I wonder how many signs have the current mayor on it and they have to be changed. Like is there a guy oh. <laughs> who's designated to run around and change all the signs? And how quickly do they turn all that around? Like have you have you heard about that? Like I just keep imagining like there's a sign guy and like at some point he's gonna walk up and be like, All right, I'm going out to change all the signs, Kelly. Like how does that
2: work? <laughs> that I don't know. And I have to say that hasn't made the top twenty five uh <laughs> list of things we've talked about, but I'm 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 making it number twenty six now. I'll
1: talk to Mayor Sexton about this on Monday. That's that's why you're the mayor and I'm not. I would immediately <laughs> oh, be like, funny. okay, let's get the new signs made. Like that would have been my first thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is not my first priority, I'll tell you that much. That's awesome. Well I, I, I would imagine it was a big thrill. I would imagine that the the family's excited about it. I would imagine the first gentleman is happy that those, those <laughs> koozies that said, you know, elect Terry oh, Burke, first gentleman, are not going to be some kind of ironic, funny thing now because he's actually now the first gentleman. I mean, I would imagine that you're pretty pumped up about it, and I think that Evergreen Park's looking forward to see what you do.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't know how he, how pumped up he is about it, but you know, we ran. Um, and, and, and it was a team effort, you know, I know you have me on here, um, as the mayor, but it was a total team effort. We ran a real positive campaign. We focused on showing who we are. We focused on our involvement in the community, not just as elected officials, but we all have deep ties in the community, um, talked about what we've done, our plans for the future. And I think that message really resonated with people. Uh, people of Evergreen
1: Park put their trust in us and, um, we're going to get to work That is Mayor Kelly Burke. Get used to it. It's going to be ringing in your ears now here (laughs) in Evergreen Park. She's got to get used to it. She's got to figure out how to get the signs replaced. Kelly Burke, she's the mayor of Evergreen Park. Thanks a lot for joining us, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon.
2: Thanks, Chris, and hope the Sox continue their excellent streak. (laughs)
1: It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by the guy who takes care of all of my insurance, protecting everything that matters to me, Mike Thauer over at Country Financial. He's here in Evergreen Park. He's a good dude. Check him out. 3923 West 95th Street, right in the EP. Give him a call at 708-425-1559. I decided I was going to coach an EPBC t-ball team. And then I picked my first practice for Wednesday. Guess who's got to reschedule a practice today? Because it looks like three days of rain off and on with possible snow on Tuesday night. If you're a parent and you thought to yourself, hey, the podcast guy is coaching my team, we will meet later on this week. Look for an email because Thursday and Friday, it gets back up into the high 50s after dropping into the low 40s at the early point of this week. The Evergreen Park Youth Department has a youth garden that they're planting, and this is for kids in grades from 4 through 12 Tuesday, May 18th from 4 to 6 p.m. Go on out and plant in the youth garden. It's at the Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. They're going to have some tools, but you might want to bring some of your own as well. This will be supervised, and students looking for service hours can get them. Reserve a spot today, 708-229-3377. That's your EP Podcast word on the street, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com. And folks, before I continue this podcast, I want to tell you a little bit about my friend, Larry Leadforth. Larry was born and raised right here in Evergreen Park, and has been in business for almost 30 years. I continuously see him volunteering his time with local sports associations, helping out the kids, helping raise money for charity. And what you need to know is that Larry is there in case you need some help as well. For nearly 30 years, the law offices of Lawrence G. Liebforth have been handling every kind of law you can think of from personal injury cases to real estate dealings. If you need a will drawn up, or representation in a criminal case. It's good to know you have local representation available, rooted in the community, with decades of experience. Located over at 4001 West 95th Street in Suite 200. Give him a call for any of your legal needs. 708-499-6300. The law offices of Lawrence G. Leeforth here to help you. A picture of beer, a picture of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over here. I love that pitcher of beer. Sitting down here at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar, and it's always fun when the guy who shows up brings beer. Especially when he has a brewery as good as Open Outcry, John Brand down here. He's got Open Outcry Brewing. Over at 109th and Western, but uh, they've really become the adopted brewery of Evergreen Park. They do all kinds of deliveries in here in the EP as well. And he's beaming because he brought me something new.
3: <laughs> what do you think?
1: It's 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 good. It, I mean, it really is. I mean, like I took a taste of this before we sat down. And as soon as I tasted it, I was like, well, you've got a summer hit. You've got something right now that like, like not only would I drink this beer on a really hot day because it's refreshing, But you've got something the ladies are going to love.
3: We're excited about this beer. Uh, This is the Speculator, which is, as you know, our our number one selling beer, uh, our beer that we sell the most of by volume as well. Uh, This is the Speculator with lemon and lime zest. We released this a couple weeks ago on a trial basis to see what the feedback was or that was going to receive, and it's been been overwhelming. And um, I enjoy drinking it. We're drinking a lot in my house, and it's selling very, very well. So I think you're going to see this – on draft most, if not all of the summer, upcoming spring and summer.
1: Well, you know, I've always been one of these guys that like, you know, you see the gimmicks, you know, like Budweiser tries it and and uh, Miller Lite tried it, I think for a little while. And, and everybody tries like these things, like well, put a lime in it, put a lemon in it. And they don't always come out very good. Like there's been a few of them. I've been like, okay, well, after a long day of like mowing the lawn and I'm really hot. Those things are pretty refreshing.
3: A lot of those are artificial flavoring and artificial sweeteners. Right. This but, is what, different.
1: What, I could tell that's what I was getting to. This is this is different. There's something different about what's this. What's cool about
3: this beer is that we're actually, we are literally sitting in the brewery every week, hand zesting limes and hand zesting lemons. And
1: zesting's when you're, you're it's the outside, right? Yeah, you're, you
3: just, yeah, you shave the outside with the, the nail file uh, tool. And um, it gives it a, just a very authentic lemon lime taste. But, but... It's still subtle, right? Like most yeah. of the things we try to do, we do not try to overwhelm the palate with, with these adjuncts or different fruits. We want it to be subtle, just a, a hint of it. And what's cool about this is not only you get it in the, in, the, in, the, in the flavor, but you get it in the nose as well. So when you bring the glass to your nose, you're getting those lemon and lime notes in it before you even take a sip.
1: So where does an idea like this come from? Was it like one of these things where he's like, I've never tried it. I want to do it. Was it something that was like specific for summertime and, well, the cool, or spring? The
3: cool, the cool thing about running a brew pub is to get to sit, sit around and drink beer and talk beer all day with people.
1: Right?
3: <laughs> and last year we, uh, we were doing a lot of speculator with lemons and that was based off the request of our customers. So you get instant feedback from, from people in the tap room and, People were asking for different fruited speculators, as you know. Since we've been open, we regularly rotate fruited speculators. We did lemon last year, and the feedback was exceptional. So we did it a number of times in the summer, going into the fall, and then we were sitting around talking about it a couple of weeks ago, and uh, one of the staff said, "Hey, let's do lemon and lime, and maybe it'll uh, bring sort of a a Corona type experience to to speculator, right? Um, to use as a point of reference." And and we tried it, and we put it on draft. And uh, didn't promote it initially like we do with all our, our newer beers and ha- start handing it out to our uh, regular customers and getting feedback. And they loved it. So we've been, uh, we've been doing this now every week for the last, I'd say, four or five weeks.
1: Awesome. And it's just in time, I would imagine, you've got to be close to opening up the roof, right? I mean, you've got to be close to, like, bring out your people, put them up on the top of the roof and enjoy the sunshine weather, right?
3: We've been up there every day prepping, bringing the furniture up, uh, cleaning And that'll probably go on for the next two or three weeks. We're targeting a May 1st, early May open on the rooftop.
1: Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Any changes to it this year for people that have been there before? Like if people have never been there before, and and, and correct me if I'm wrong as I describe it, generally what you guys have up there is, first of all, like looking out over Western Avenue, it's not really a wall, it's glass, but it's really neat because you kind of can walk up to it and kind of look out. And it's nice and secure, but you're up on the roof. Uh, and then you'll have like almost like lawn furniture, like really fancy, like, you know, cushioned, like laid back, relaxing type furniture up in that area. But then you also have tables, uh, like all throughout the rest of it. So there there's certain sections that have umbrellas over it. Is anything changed? Is it gonna be basically the same layout?
3: This is gonna be our third summer on the roof. And every year we try to make incremental improvements to uh to the aesthetics, to the service, to everything and and um the biggest priorities this year is one more sun covering. So every table will end up having sun covering this year. Okay. Whereas I think last year about half the tables had sun covering, which in times of you know midday. Made it, a yeah, little it can get bright.
1: It can get a little bright. I mean, that, that, that when I would go, I, I wasn't sure if I was getting sun covering, so I'd wear a ball <laughs> cap. But now you're telling me there's sun covering everywhere. every
3: table. So we're gonna uh, we we have these beautiful cantilever umbrellas sitting over half the tables last year. They will be over every table this year. And then the other um, the other thing we're gonna do is we're gonna pipe. We're gonna start piping in uh, sound music. So we're having real nice um, speakers installed next week, which will give a nice ambient. Background music to the to the deck where in the past we were doing live music maybe twice a week But uh, we're gonna have live We're gonna have uh, piped in music and then you see some uh, you see some um, TVs up there and um, We're gonna be doing additional things to uh, always trying to improve making incremental improvements to our service and you are gonna see uh, changes the service the way we uh uh, provide service up there as well
1: when you bring up the music it hits me and, and i i gotta bring it up i brought the kids in there last weekend and i had the whole family sitting there you came in from your office and you look around and you went to the back and w- my son goes my son goes uh, where where's what's back there i said the uh, he's he's checking on the music and they go what i'm like John wants to make sure the music's perfect inside of his place. Like, is that, a, that's a true thing, right? Like you, you are like, when you walk in, you're like, it's gotta be at the right level. I want people to enjoy themselves. I want them to have fun. Music makes a difference inside of a, a place like yours.
3: There's, there's a million things that go into providing an excellent experience to guests when they come into your restaurant, to your bar, to your tavern, um, to amusement parks and or anywhere, anywhere where people are are coming to spend leisure time and leisure dollars. There's a million things that go into making those exceptional experiences. Three of the biggest are sound, temperature, and lighting. We try to be very conscious of that. So right. we design the lighting system to provide a real nice glow over the tap room at different hours during the day based on the um, the light, the, 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 the light from outside. That's right. right. Uh, we spend a lot we're always checking in with guests to make sure the temperature is appropriate in the tap room. But sound is key, and we work really hard to put together a, a, a playlist that appeals to everybody but is still fun and high energy, uh, and then that sound adjustment is constantly changing depending on who's in the tap room. So when you measure and read the room and perhaps the demographics a little bit older, uh, we know from experience they want that decibel level a little lower, so we'll adjust it. So we're constantly – and then if it's later in the evening and – uh, the age demographic probably decreases a little right, bit. We'll right, start. Right. We'll start turning the music up. The a young little folks bit and, come out, right, and massaging that playlist a little bit. So uh, that is an ongoing, uh, an ongoing effort you're like a, you're like crazy. a mad scientist you're like a mad scientist i'm you're crazy figuring out, about you're it you're figuring
1: out the lighting you're figuring out the sound you're figuring out the comfort level you're figuring out you're upstairs you're, you're constantly making improvements and then you sit there and you have a couple beers and you go you know it'd be good lemon and lime inside of this speculator i think
3: that's exactly what happened <laughs> we might have had a couple beers before that happened too i'm crazy about t- uh temperature lighting uh in in uh, sound, and I think I drive the rest of the staff crazy with that because I'm constantly asking, is it too loud? Is it not, not loud enough? Is it too loud? And they're like, yeah, the sound is fine. Leave it alone. I'm like, no, I think it's just a hair too loud. I'm going to turn it down.
1: <laughs> John Brand's over at 109th and Western at Open Outcry. Uh, you can check them out, openoutcrybrewing.com. I, I love it when you come by here. You always have something really cool for us to try. You know, the, the, big, the big thing about having a podcast and a podcast network from your nine foot homemade oak bar is the idea that I would get to sit down here and drink beer. And so you're a godsend to me because you come and hang out on the show and tell me all this really interesting stuff and you bring me beer.
3: Well, you're such a handsome fellow. I like being, <laughs> I like being
1: down here. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things? when Tom Walsh is nearby. He's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy. And he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get to know you approach and do the right thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Rice alumni. Tom Walsh, he's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP, at 111th and Kedzie. Member SIPC. We are joined by somebody that's been on the show before, but I always, I always go visit her. And she tries to, I don't know, fix everything that's wrong with me. Uh, how I stand, how I walk, the the aches, the pains. You've heard me talk about them before. Core Fitness and Physical Therapy. They're located right next to Little Company of Mary Hospital on 95th Street. And Diane Fiddler is the owner. And it is a big deal for you this year, Diane, because you guys are turning 16 years old. Is that right?
0: 16 years old. Yep. Sweet 16.
1: Wow. Like, I never get to talk to a business that has been around for a long time in Evergreen. Like every once in a while I get to do it. But I mean, like, the, have you been in the same spot for all
0: 16 years? I have. I've been in the same spot 16 years, just kind of took one room over, then the other room over, and then the building. And then so, the yeah. building.
1: Just like it just took over everything. I, when just, you were
0: in there. I just kept on steamrolling, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So
1: first of all, when you started, were you doing the 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 Pilates or were you doing the physical therapy? Like what was the first thing that you started doing when you started the company?
0: Well, actually, I've just had this discussion with a patient today. It really all comes down to one patient who has, um, she's since passed away, but she's, um, I moved to Beverly 20 years ago, and I wasn't working. I was pregnant with my second child, and um, someone said they needed a personal trainer to fill in, and the two women, I went and did one session for them, and then it turns out their personal trainer left. So this particular woman said, could you come take a look at my husband's shoulder? I think he heard it in Mexico. Well, I took a look at his shoulder and I just did a few things, but he swears I fixed him and I healed him and he's telling everybody and he happens to be a great guy and she was a great woman and they started telling their friends. So then I started seeing people in my basement, kind of a hybrid of- physical- Oh, like me. I uh-huh. started my business exactly. in my basement. See that? Yeah. We're, we're, we're exactly the same. Uh-huh. Although, yeah.
1: you know, mine, there's a lot more drinking. <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so I had a piece of Pilates equipment. I had a reformer and a table in my basement. And I would just see people early morning, um, just kind of one at a time, cash, cash patients. And um, I was teaching a Pilates class, one class in, with Beverly on, who now um, is still with us. So little by little, I thought, I got to get out of my basement, basically. And um, I rented, this is the funny part of the story, is I wanted to rent month to month because I was not sure I was going to make it a year. You're
1: starting a business. Starting you're trying business. to figure out what you're going to do, exactly. and you're just, you're just starting out. That right. makes sense. Right,
0: So I brought a little bit of money from my mom and you know, negotiated the month-to-month deal. And I think it was about five years into it when I said, okay, I'll sign a year. Wow. And the landlords were great. They're the attorneys that were next door. Um, and I was a little bit uh, superstitious about doing a grand opening. I felt like, what if I opened and it didn't work out? Then I'd feel like an idiot. Um, so we did our grand opening at 10 years.
1: You waited 10 so years. We
0: waited 10 years. You waited 10 years to have a grand opening. <laughs> it was like a re-grand opening. See, this is why I'm
1: thrown off by the fact that already core fitness and physical therapy is at 16 years, because, um, I, I think some people think that you're relatively new, but you've been doing this now for a long time.
0: Yeah, I, I do think that. And I think in the beginning, um, and still now a lot of people think that we're just Pilates or just fitness. And, um, it's. It's Pilates-based physical therapy, and it's CORE Fitness. And CORE is an acronym for Create Overall Renewed Energy.
1: Well, you know, first off, there's two things there that I want to jump into with you. First off, I understand the whole physical therapy aspect mixed with the Pilates because now I've been going there. And I get the whole idea of what you've been talking about because I go in and I talk about like, oh, my back's bothering me or this is happening or I'm getting like this hip problem. Like when I first started going there, I wanted to get in a better shape and I I wanted to like, you know, injure myself less because as I get older, I injure myself all the time. But one of the things that was discovered right away is that one of my hips was opening up like way too much or like I was I had this like horrible strain on it. And just from doing the exercises and going in there, it doesn't happen anymore. And it's crazy to me. Because I'm thinking, well, I'm doing exercises. I'm walking out. I'm feeling taller. I'm doing this. I'm, you know, my my gait is different. The way I walk is a little bit different. Everything like that. But also, like the little nagging injuries that I've had forever are like disappearing.
0: Right, and that's that's really why it's such a perfect blend. Honestly, is I was trained as a physical therapist. Um, my you know my licensure in physical therapy, but I've been a fitness professional my whole life. And once I studied and learned Pilates, I thought these are the exact same thing mixed together. Um, so it's Pilates is perfect for what you just said, because it strengthens everything front to back, side to side and symmetry. So theoretically, I think if you did Pilates every day and were really consistent with it, you might not need physical therapy. So it's, it's a great marketing both ways, I guess.
1: Are there a lot of places that do this that put Pilates with, with physical therapy or have you kind of done something revolutionary?
0: don't know that I would say revolutionary. Um, I definitely got the idea um, when I was living um, here in Beverly, but I first learned Pilates when I was up north in Lincoln Park. And I did know of a studio up there, actually further than north. It was, or further than Lincoln Park, um, north suburbs. And there was one studio doing it. So I went down and did some informational interviewing and just kind of sat in with the studio. And it was a similar approach. Um, but at the time you know, back then there was definitely not any other studios doing it. And I think it's, it's pretty few and far between, at least in this area.
1: Imagine one day out of nowhere, you need your car towed. Who are you gonna call? You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm gonna give you a name, Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle locally or at a long distance at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash, they buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them 773 410 4549 773 410 4549 Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with dreamers towing and recovery. You know, you you mentioned Beverly, that's where you live right now, but you have your you have your studio in Evergreen Park, and it's been interesting over the last year watching businesses in Evergreen Park compared to maybe in Chicago or in another suburb it's been it's been a little different for some other people. And meanwhile, Evergreen Park is getting new businesses that are opening in the middle of a pandemic. What is it like owning a business in this village? I mean, is is do you feel like they're more invested in you succeeding?
0: Hundred percent. That was the best decision I made on accident, honestly. When I was first looking for space, I wasn't um I lived in Chicago. I lived in Beverly. and I was not I was just sort of looking throughout the neighborhood in Mount Greenwood, Chicago, evergreen Park. And this building opportunity just came up, and I didn't really know what I was buying into necessarily. And I am so, so, so happy with with everything through Evergreen. Definitely, they want they want you to succeed, and um, it's been like a family, and it's been it's been um, really great. I did try to open up another. Well, I didn't try to. I opened up another location in Countryside for a brief stint of about two years. And it's like going away, f- going away to college. You really appreciate what you have at home. It was different. It was way, way, way different. Everything, start to finish. That's
1: amazing. That's interesting to hear. So I walk in there, and you have pictures of so many people that work for you <laughs> up on the wall. And what's funny is, like, I keep trying to see like how many of them I've actually seen when I walk in there, and it's difficult because everybody's wearing a mask. But like, I'm convinced that I've really only scratched the surface with the amount of people that actually work at Core. How many people do you have? Just ballpark if you don't have the exact number, and and how important has it been that they've all been kind of on board while you've been doing things so differently now? I mean, you're doing things online because of the pandemic. You, then you had to get used to the idea of people coming back in and doing things. Like, what was that like? And what you know, I've heard a lot of other businesses that had huge turnover, but I can't imagine you do based upon those pictures up there. You don't put pictures up of new employees; those must be people have been around for a while.
0: That is very true, and I think the beauty of of core fitness and physical therapy, by far is the the people in it, um, the people that come there. But first and foremost, the people that that work there, and most, if not all, of the girls that are there, women that are there, um, were referred from someone else, or were clients or patients first. You know, my original team, you know, our, most of them are all still there, and that's that's what really made it is is the consistency and the loyalty and the branding with the people. And through the pandemic, I just kind of want to give a a little shout out to my sort of newly developed dream team. And that's how, that's in large part how we got through all the changes. Um, I've got Courtney Broderick, who's the PT manager, Terry McCabe, who's uh, Pilates manager amongst lots of other things, and uh, Katie Nolan, who's the office and billing manager. So we kind of dubbed it the dream team during the pandemic.
1: 16 years at Core Fitness and Physical Therapy, uh, Diane Fiddler. Are there big plans ahead?
0: Well, we're really rolling on some momentum. Um, working real hard on our women's health program, and we're just starting with an air affiliate. So we're doing aerial yoga and aerial fitness. And
1: that's the thing where you hang from the sheets, like like a pink concert. Is yes, that what you're like telling a pink me? concert. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Very very good. <laughs> um, similar. <laughs> And we're going to segue into um, men's health and golf rehab and performance.
1: Golf rehab.
0: Yep. So we're we're heading that way and looking to do a little bit more of um, sports performance and rehab as well for the kids.
1: Uh, if you want to check out Core Fitness and Physical Therapy, 2940 95th Street in Evergreen Park. Want to give you a plug because you came over here and hang out. But in reality, I, I want to let you know uh, your dream team, especially one of your members, Terry McCabe, was the one that reached out to me and was like, did you know that they've been around for 16 years? And I was like, no. And she's like, you have to go ask Diane uh, about how all this went down and how she started her business. And I found it to be really interesting to go from your basement to month to month And now be like really what I think has become an institution in Evergreen Park. I think a lot of people know about core fitness and physical therapy and those that don't should be heading over there and checking it out and seeing what's going on. And especially if you ever look, I've injured myself multiple times and I, I would expect turning 44 in May, it's coming again. So if I get hurt and I need to go to a physical therapist, you're there. If I want to work on Pilates and strengthening my core, you're there. There's a lot of really interesting things for men and for women that are over there, and it's something to check
0: out. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'd love to see you. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the there Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one The basement Basement Broadcast Basement The Nerdies Basement The Broad
3: Basement Launcher.
0: the ep podcast heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the ep